I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. I'm glad that the White Sox and Cubs are so interesting for different reasons right now because this game would not be able to carry us a week and a half until the next Bears game. Like, I'm just so ready for Justin Fields to be back. Tyson Bajan had four turnovers last week, and I thought he arguably played worse in this game than he did last week, even though there were no turnovers. And I know that's ridiculous, but they were just so conservative, and there's absolutely no threat of him making a play at any point. His best throw was a fourth and four conversion. The couple times he threw down the field, the ball landed out of bounds. I mean, it was just completely uncompetitive. The Bears defense for not getting takeaways or too many sacks. I think they only sacked Bryce Young three times in the game. Their defense has been really good for five of the last six weeks, with the exception of when they played Justin Herbert. Their secondary, when healthy, is actually living up to the uh, the billing of where they drafted the guys. So that's really promising. Their run defense, which was atrocious last year, has gotten a lot better. They just, they get their hands on the ball and they don't catch it. They get close to the quarterback, but they don't bring him down. And, you know, they don't have a difference-making athlete at quarterback. And so they needed to win this game because the Panthers are so bad and they have their first pick and it's their best chance at getting Caleb Williams or Drake May. And it would have been an embarrassment to lose this game on national television at home, even though this game was barely on national television because that was basically a talk show that Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit were doing. I mean, Jason Kelsey hung out for the entire second quarter and they were talking about the Eagles and where Travis Kelsey is and the tush push and if he's going to retire next year and Eagles culture. Uh, but I couldn't blame them for the programming decision. It was a it was a horribly boring game, and the Bears needed to win, and they did. But I don't think there's too many ramifications on this game going forward because Justin Fields will be back for their next game, and I'm thankful for that. 
Yeah, the bigger story by far is Carolina. I know that doesn't apply to you tomorrow, but Bryce Young here, they better hope that these check down plays in inability or uh, lack of willingness, unwillingness to throw the ball downfield is because he doesn't trust his offensive line or they just don't have enough weaponry outside of Thielen, who's not even really a downfield threat. But the the alarming thing to me with him is it's the opposite of Stroud when it comes to poise. He looks nervous and jittery on just about every drop back. And the thing that he was uh, drafted for, he went number one overall because we were told by the draft analysts that he was the most accurate quarterback we've seen since like Drew Brees. And I'm not seeing anything close to that. So if that he doesn't... airmails the ball, Pony. Like, you know, if you're if you're gonna miss, it's almost like you want it to be at the ground. Like he he throws swing passes and screens high. That's just pick six, man. Like the Bears dropped two pick sixes tonight. He threw two pick sixes last week. Like he he airmails them, and I don't know if it's because of his height or nerves or whatever, but he misses high. That's like Jimmy Garoppolo stuff, man. Like a, a lot of balls that can be picked. Well, Garoppolo had the same reputation as a super accurate quarterback, yeah, who was very frail and did not respond well to pressure, and also really has a aversion to wanting to push the ball downfield. And that's what I'm seeing from Young. Um, Reich, I think, has got to get more hands-on, play calling, et cetera. Uh, Their line needs a huge boost. That's the one thing the Bears, believe it or not, have going for themselves, in my opinion, is between Darnell Wright and Tevin Jenkins, they've actually improved their line greatly from where it was at this time last year. And whoever's playing quarterback for them next year, whether it's Fields again or the quarterback they draft with Carolina's pick, uh, he won't be under siege constantly if he gets the line play that Chicago's gotten this year. Just an insane decision by Frank Reich to kick a 59-yard field goal with Eddie Pinheiro at the end of the game. I mean, he had a 56-yarder this year, but that guy does not have a big leg. And Soldier Field's one of the toughest places to kick. That was a ridiculous set of circumstances at the end of the game. All right, let's get to the slate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Colts and Patriots, you say the greatest coach ever could be fired after this loss. How did we get here? Yeah, I mean, there's better games, but when a six-time Super Bowl champion, there's a report out of one of the biggest newspapers in America that he could get canned after this game, I think we're obligated to lead with that, especially because they're an underdog in the game. So the odds makers think they will lose, and there's credible reporting that says the guy isn't going to be with the team after this game. I mean, it's just, it's insanity. Um, How did we get here? I think that Belichick's 
uh, unwielding power here where he has control of every decision that gets made personnel wise. There's no GM, there's no checks and balances. Um, in, in combination with the way Brady performed and what he did post Patriots winning a Super Bowl immediately raised the stakes and raised the temperature on Belichick right off the bat. There was no more grace period. Their one season with Cam Newton. Okay, now you got to ratchet things up. And Kraft put an ultimatum on him this year. Got to make the playoffs. Worst record in the AFC. Uh, Mac Jones was a terrible pick. And also, uh, Danny, the roster is just, especially on the offensive side of the ball, might be the worst in the NFL. Carolina's close, so we just watched tonight. Your team's not much better either. But New England has zero playmakers. Stevenson, maybe. But they don't get him the ball enough. So, Bill, the GM, and Bill, the offensive mind, uh, has backed him into a corner here where apparently this is a must-win situation for him on Sunday. I know you say it's credible reporting. I just have a very, very, very hard time imagining an in-season firing for Bill Belichick. I still don't think he's going to get fired. I think it's going to be framed as some sort of parting of ways with a buyout and we've grown apart and it's time to go our separate ways and we're going to rebuild and Bill isn't ready for that. And, you know, like I, I, I still believe that it, it is hard for me to believe that a six time Super Bowl champion is going to ever be fired much less in season. So that's could he I'll- resign and then they still trade him this off season? I don't think so, but they would still control his rights the same way Peyton retired and New Orleans was still able to trade him. Well, that's retiring. Like, if you resign, don't you? Isn't your contract voided? Well, why wouldn't Peyton have just resigned from the Saints if we're talking about semantics here? And then he would have been a free agent. Yeah, I think I mean, they have his yeah, rights. Yeah, you, you might be right. You might be right. I mean, so, I mean, we've never seen this in the NFL before, but could Kraft basically tell Bill, hey, you're done for the rest of the year? I'm going to put you on ice promote Bill O'Brien or Gerard Mayo to coach the team and we'll figure out who you're going to coach at the end of the year. I'm just just saying all these things are, I think somewhat in play because of just how unbelievably bad their season has gone and how much they've failed to meet, which I thought were probably expectations put too high on them internally. But I mean, there's, they kicked they kicked Tom Brady to the curb, Danny. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Well, here. I know that's the that's the thing, right? They're they haven't made a good coaching hire, offensive draft pick, quarterback decision since Tom Brady left. That's a bad combination. You know, like Judon's a stud, obviously he's hurt. Gonzalez looked like a good pick but it's an offensive league and you went heavy on Mac Jones and ran him back without a viable alternative plan. And your big offensive moves were Juju and Zeke Elliott and your offensive line is putrid. I mean, it is maybe after the giants, the worst in the league. Yeah. So I I don't think he's going to get fired after the game, but I'm rooting for it. Yeah, I know you are 49ers and Jags best game of the week. In my opinion, what's your take on it? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt it's the best game. And they're both coming off buys. And the Niners are going to look different. Like, my the 
football X's and O's thing is Chase Young, who's having a good year and is healthy, now actually goes to a team with an awesome defensive line. In Washington, he was around first-round picks who got paid but weren't productive. Now he gets to go and line up opposite Bosa and really start to make an impact. He's got Hargrave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now now he is on one of the three best defensive lines in football. Although they've underachieved the last few weeks. But, yeah, I agree with you. But, like, those guys are legit studs that he gets to play with. He he played with with names who didn't produce. Now he plays with names who does. And so, like, we know that Brock Purdy was backsliding. And we know that they were hurt. But that bye week seemed to come at a perfect time for the Niners. And listen, the Jags have been streaking and they've been hot. And what they did in winning all of those games in a short period of time in all of those different locations was impressive. But this strikes me as a significant uptick in competition for them. And I think that a healthy 49ers team is the best team in the NFL. So I think the Niners go into Jacksonville and win this game. I think so, too. Uh, Jacksonville had this game in week two against Kansas City at home, and they lost 17-9. to So we've seen them already in a situation like this at home, not over in London, uh, lose and frankly not look all that good offensively. I'm going to keep ringing this bell. I think if Purdy plays poorly and the Niners lose, Darnold starts the next game. If it's a four-game losing streak – and he plays like a C minus game. Do you think he plays the next game for sure? Do you think it's a hundred percent given that he's their quarterback with a four game losing streak with all the players and personnel that they have on the roster, especially if Debo Samuel plays in this game? 94%. Okay. Remember I said this. Okay. Okay. Now is this an informed take? Have you heard a whisper? Uh, no, maybe, 